episode 17. Steffi, this is a monumental episode as now we're going to be breaking down the final four, both on the men's and women's side. And next time we get together, we'll understand who is cutting down the nets as national champions. But first and foremost, I know you've been busy and everything, but you also got to celebrate a birthday. We got to talk about it. Happy birthday. Uh, thank you. Thank you. 34 years old. Uh, you look 22. You're sweet. Um, you're sweet. I think that um, as I get older, I think you uh, reflect on your life and uh, just very grateful for where I'm at and you know, being able to do my job, enjoy it, and, you know, know who I am and not get lost in what people want from me and just staying true to my path. So uh, another year, yeah, um, you know, I'm not a big birthday person. Really, I know you're so. not, but we had to say it. Happy birthday to Steffi Sorensen. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Rich. Yes. And so let's jump right into the men's side. And now seeing what the storylines have been, we love the Cinderella story with St. Peter's. Don't get me wrong. Love all of that. But Steffi, could you script it any better that Duke and North Carolina meet in the final four? Coach K's last season, they split the regular season. And we saw what North Carolina did to Duke in Coach K's final home game at Cameron Indoor Stadium and did not allow him to walk off with a victory against the most hated rival. And yeah. now they're meeting in the Final Four. The only way to script it better, Steffi, would be if Duke and North Carolina met in the national championship game. But you can't tell me that this is not an unbelievable storyline when you have Duke and North Carolina. And I know we can talk about the four blue bloods that made it to the final four, but come on Duke and North Carolina. It doesn't get any better than that. And to my knowledge, Rich, they have never met in the final four. They have not. They've played 257 times since they first started playing against each other in 1922. But this is the first time in the NCAA tournament. Could you say that's like almost, it almost felt like fate watching 100%. the cards align UNC, you know, I'm not saying they had an easy path, but um, it, with St. Peter's and uh, I don't look, how about everyone that thought Hubert Davis sucked as a coach? Exactly. Look at what he's, he's in been the able final to do. Four. I know it. <laughs> he is in the final four. They were writing him off in December and January. Like what the hell is going on at North Carolina is Hubert Davis. Is he in over his head? And then now look, he's in the final four. And, and you're right. I get it. North Carolina definitely had a little bit of an easier path when you're in the elite eight against St. Peter's and you knew that their run had to come to an end because they're not used to playing teams like that back to back to back when you have to face Kentucky, then Murray State, one of the best mid-major programs out there, and then a Purdue team. And, you know, I, I get that. But North Carolina did beat Baylor, the number one seed. They did. They did. They also beat UCLA, who has been on an unbelievable run over the past couple of years as well with Mick Cronin. So it's not like they you know, had a cakewalk until I get it against St. Peter's. Maybe you can say that, but North Carolina has been playing really well as of late. Yeah, I mean, Hubert Davis has got to feel good about his, his scoring guards. You know, R.J. Davis, Caleb Love, and the performances that we've seen from them in this tournament, I mean... 
with Love having 27 in the second half against UCLA, just going off. I mean, you know, the way that they, those two are playing. I mean, he's he's got that steady five that he's really relying on, right? And yes, um, I, I look the cards could align for Duke and Coach K. And everyone, I think, is like, is this going to be it? Is this his magical write-off? He's in the Final Four. It's going up against UNC. But looking back at that UNC game when they played Duke, that huge moment, all the people that paid thousands of dollars, <laughs> I just keep I just keep going back to that because I, I went back and watched it. Oh, it was such a uh, – God, if you're a UNC fan, was how good was that? You know, but for Duke, Duke has the opportunity now – when it matters most to have the last say, right? The last say. That's right. Yes. And that's what you have to love. And so my question to you, and I've been posed this question and I've asked people this question as well. Would you rather see St. Peter's make the final four and continue this Cinderella run and the storyline that would go on with that as a 15 seed making it to the Final Four versus North Carolina making it to the Final Four, which obviously is the matchup with Duke and North Carolina. Your thoughts? What did people say? What was the majority? I will tell you right now, I want to see you and see Duke. But what Thank did you. People- <laughs> Thank you. I couldn't believe how many people said they wanted really? to see St. Peter's. Yes. I mean, I was, it was a great story, but I want the best team. Thank period. you. That's what we love. We love March Madness. We love the three weeks of March Madness because we have some of the upsets. But then at the end of the day, we see the best teams play. And that's what you want to see. You want to see those marquee matchups, the best talent out there, the best coaches. And this is not a slight to some of these other teams, you know, like a St. Peter's, that was a hell of a run. They'll remember that for the rest of their lives. And there'll always be a story as a number 15 seed making it to the Elite Eight. But come on, I want to see the Blue Bloods. I want to see yeah. the best out there. And so I was surprised that there were. Now, it did lean more that, you know, they wanted to see Duke, North Carolina. But I was still surprised the number of people that did say the St. Peter's story. I think we can get a little too caught up in the Cinderella. And, and it was a great story. I mean, I think, you know, I saw Darren, uh, Darren Ravel. I think that's how you say his name, right? That's right. Yes. Um, Darren Ravel tweet about uh, St. Peter's. Uh, they couldn't bring their butt or their band or their cheerleaders because they didn't have the enough to meet the NCAA requirements. I mean, that's the stuff. I mean, those players on that team, that will, this will be their, one of their greatest moments in life. Right. Of course. They'll never have and to pay for anything in Jersey City again. <laughs> ever. Ever. So it was, a, it was, I mean, awesome. I mean, I was, you know, I was in Greensboro and our team, we're watching it at dinner. I mean, we, you know, we're all, we're, we're watching them and it's a great story. And there were so many, um, uh, CBS did such a good job with pregame of telling some amazing stories of just human interest. And I, I, the one gentleman who is a analyst who is blind. Yes. Unbelievable. How in the hell does that happen? I don't understand it. And and if you don't know the story, people that are listening, you need to go look up the story. He's blind, but he's basketball color analyst. And it's amazing what the human body can do. Your other senses take over and how he can call a game just by sound. It's unbelievable. 
Yeah, I think the guys in studio like Charles Barkley and Kenny were just like, damn. It puts life into perspective and what someone can do with their life with what they were given. I know hearing that, I was like, that's, you know, people defy odds every day. And when we can shine a light on it and put a microscope on it, I think that, you know, the whole nation can really rally behind someone like that. But no doubt, no doubt, I want to see RJ Davis and Caleb Love going off against Duke. Yes, Rich, against the, Jeremy Roach and yeah. A.J. Griffin. Let's go. And Let's Wendell go. Moore Jr. Yes, hell yes. Let's fucking go. That's what I want <laughs> to see. <laughs> exactly. Well, I, I, I just, you know, Duke's offense, I, I think that, you know, we've they're, they're clicking. They're they are. Clicking. Yes. Uh, you know, putting 78 up against Texas Tech. Texas Tech, a, a very strong defensive team. This is the I number think. one defensive team in the country coming into that game. Statement. Yes. Statement. Um, so I feel, you know, I feel pretty strong against Duke. I have to give my brother a shout out because um, he put Duke all the way into, he filled out a bracket to put him all the way in to win it. And I was like, you're crazy. And he kind of, sh- he shook me off and he's like, he's pointing at them. And I was like, all right, all right. So um, all right, shout out to shout Eric out, right shout there. Out, shout out to Eric for uh, sticking by his team. But, you know, I, I just think that um, it's going to be so fun. So fun to watch. And then we got the other Blue Bloods, uh, you know, Nova and Kansas. Okay. So we've talked about Nova on the podcast before, and I just could not buy into Nova. I didn't think <laughs> yeah, they I had the yeah. Yes. I didn't think they had the star power. They weren't power. sexy enough. They weren't sexy exactly. enough. They didn't have the star power that that I felt that could propel them to the final four. And lo and behold, Jay Wright just continues to grind people down and they're gritty. They don't beat themselves. They don't, uh, you know, make a whole lot of mistakes. And obviously Colin Gillespie is the guy uh, that really leads that charge, the leading scorer, but it's other players. And and I think Justin Moore, that injury, Uh, him tearing his Achilles, uh, heartbreaker, because I think he's the best player on their team athletically. He's the second leading scorer, but he does so much for them. And I think that's a devastating blow. Now, I think there's going to be contrasting games. That Duke-North Carolina game, I think that's going to be up and down. And yes, back and forth, 94 feet, and we're going to be worn out watching that game. But then for the Villanova-Kansas game, I think this is going to be grind them out. This, Villanova is going to do everything they can to slow the pace of that game down even more because they don't have Justin Moore. Uh, and you still got Jermaine Samuels, you know, another talented individual there for Jay Wright's team. But it's just what Jay Wright can do as a coach. And it's amazing. They held Houston to 44 points. Yeah. Steffi, 44 points. <laughs> I mean, oh, their offense was anemic. Oh, yes, man. exactly. Total. It was a little bit of a struggle to watch that game. I, I get that. But Jay Wright has an opportunity to win their third national championship in six years. I mean, it's it's insane. They won in 2016, won in 2018, and now another one? Wow. It's going to be a chess match, uh, I feel like. You know, what Jay Wright does, he has experience on that roster, too. And I think that that's really played a role in them getting to the Final Four. Um, and, and I, But I think that Kansas has got a complete team, Rich. They defend, you know, offensively, they've got balance. They've got a superstar. Um, so I, I think it's going to be a chess match of 
tempo here, tempo, you know, making it slow, sp- speeding it up. I think we're going to see two of the best coaches. I mean, we, we've got, you know, Hubert Davis, obviously new into being a head coach, but three of the best. Of course. In the final four. I know, you know it. It's, yes. It's three Hall of Famers, Shashevsky, Bill Self, yeah. and Jay Wright. They're all Hall of Famers. I mean, it's it's amazing that you have that type of star power on the coaching side of things. And that's why I think Kansas is almost somewhat of maybe not an afterthought right now in terms of, you know, the obvious storyline is Duke, North Carolina. And then you talk about Villanova just with the injury and how that's going to play into their their run here. But nobody's really talking a whole lot, at least from what I can pick up with Kansas, that I think Kansas is, has a real shot of winning a national championship here because they are just that complete type of team. Again, I, it does concern me, though, that uh, Ochai Abaji, he hasn't been playing really well. Uh, and he hasn't been consistent, and he's their number one dude, and he's going to have to play really well. I know they've been leaning on Remy Martin, the transfer from yeah. Arizona State, uh, a yeah. lot lately, and he has stepped up his game. But at the end of the day, you've got to have your dude be that dude in the final four. Yeah, I, I think that he's definitely struggled. You know, I think he's averaging like 10 points you know, exactly. in the first, first few games. So, But they have him, and he has proven to be, you know, a superstar. So I think that, yeah, maybe when we're talking, everyone is going to talk about Duke UNC. for the They point. are. Duke UNC. Then you talk about Nova J. Wright, and then the injury to, to Justin Moore, right? Justin That's Moore? right. Um, it, you know, arguably their best shot creator, playmaker, right? So how do they rally? How do they rally? How does their offense look? You know, h- how will their style of play uh, change? Will it change? Um, it, you know, that leaves Kansas, who's been steady Eddie all season long. I mean, they've been counted out. They have, no one's really talked about them. So I, I don't. I think that maybe you know Bill Self likes his position. No one's I talking think he about loves us. It. He's like. This is the spot I want to be in. Yes, 100%. And now the odds are Kansas is the favorite to win, followed by Duke. And so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I do think it's going to be Kansas and Duke that are going to be playing for a national championship. But if Villanova, if they can keep it close, and if it comes down to a free throw game, Villanova is going to win that game because they're setting a record, an NCAA record for the best free throw percentage for a team, 83%. As a team, Steffi, and they were exactly they were 15 of 15 in their last game. And that's just absolutely incredible. And so you don't want to be in a situation where you're having to put Villanova on the free throw line because, as we say, they're automatic. (laughs) Well, you know, the teams that were, were are able to knock down free throws you know, late in game. I can't tell you how many games I saw over the for the men's and women's tournament with missed free throws, missed free throws, and it just, it sinks your team. It opens the door for another, and I'm like, oh, man. So, um, yeah, that's a good point on, on Nova late down in the stretch, um, keeping an eye out on free throws. Yes, but I do, think, they, I do think Kansas is going to win, and I actually am going to say that Duke is going to win it all. And that's not the team that I I had picked Kentucky. And that was obviously a hell of a bad pick considering, (laughs) (laughs) you know, them getting knocked out by St. Peter's in the first round. But just looking at Duke 
and how they've come together. And we've talked about it offensively. They're gelling right now. And defensively, they've switched up to utilize a 2-3 zone at times during the game. And I think that's made a big impact of stealing some momentum and getting the momentum back on their offensive side. And then I think ultimately, Steffi, it's what I want to see. I want to see Duke win, and I want to see Coach K walk out of there as a national champion and be able to retire. Very similar to what Al McGuire did in the 70s, and then John Wooden was able to do the same thing, win a national championship, and then retire. I don't know if you can get a better story than that. I want to see greatness finish out on top. I really do. That's a good pick, Rich. Okay. I'm following Eric. I'm going with Eric here. You're going with Eric? Duke? Yes. I had to bite the bullet. I bought him a Duke shirt at the airport on my way back from Greensboro. I'm buying that. I grew up a North Carolina fan. I did too. Um, yes. I, I think that I, I just think that um, maybe like it's not revenge per se for the players, but I think that that loss to UNC on his big night, you know, they've they've been a, they've been able to rally and obviously turn the page and, and they're playing their best right now. And given the matchups, I would not be surprised if Coach K gets to ride off into the sunset with another title. His sixth, if I'm correct, six. That is correct. Six. Okay. Yes, exactly. And he's got over 1,200 wins as a college basketball coach. It's unheard of. Well, there's been a lot of comparisons, and and I'm not sure if you're ready to move on to the women's, but between Tara, Tara Vandeveer and Coach K, the success, I think there's some similarities in terms of wins overall. She's the winningest women's coach. She's the winningest male coach. But she's got three titles. He's got five. Um, she could get her fourth. He could get his sixth. Um, so, yeah. But let let me just pump the brakes really quick. Connecticut, 14 straight Final Fours. Thank you, Steffi. I just talked about this on the radio show the other day. 14 consecutive Final Fours. That's mind-blowing. Yes, exactly, (laughs) Steffi. It's mind-blowing. Nobody talks about that enough. So when I I had the... So Creighton was in my uh, region in Greensboro, and they upset Iowa State, and I was talking to their coach, and he's a great guy, Jim Flannery. He had been there since, like, forever. Um, And he was like... Because Creighton's in the Big East, so he plays UConn, and he was saying, you know, you know, Gino does this all the time. I don't know how he handles it. And, you know, he's just like, he's like a common man. He's just like a regular guy. And he's like, I don't, he's like all this. He's like, I can't, he does it every year. And I was like thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, I guess he does. And then Connecticut wins and then 14 straight final fours. And I'm just like, name me someone else that with that consistency at such a high level, it's unbelievable what he's been able to do. And this one, you know, that, that game was so good. First of all, that was a fucking amazing game. Yes, and that is the right way to describe it. <laughs> yes, F-bomb included because I was glued to the TV watching that game and thinking that, okay, NC State, they're, they're actually going to do it because I picked NC State to make it to yeah. the championship game to play South Carolina. And so there's obviously a little bit of me pulling for NC State because I want my bracket to be correct and my pick to be correct, even though I probably was stupid picking NC State knowing that they're playing in Connecticut, you know, and they're well, look, but they NC, NC State is a one seed. So that's right. Yeah. And they played really well down the stretch to uh, get back into that game. But then, Steffi, I, I just couldn't understand. The last play, they are tied 61 all. They've got the ball. 
and they're milking the time, obviously, because they want to get you know one final shot. And I get that, but they waited too late. They waited way too late and give UConn some credit because, I mean, they played some hell of defense right there and would not allow any type of penetration there. But you've got to go a little bit earlier and you've got to try to get it to Kunane down low, in my opinion. And that's come on and or at least allow an opportunity to get a good look or a better look. So Kunane has an opportunity for a freaking rebound. Like the late game execution, I, I uh, the dribbling out three seconds and you're way behind the perimeter. Get the ball to your All American exactly, and let her just let her put it up. Let I would rather have her than jacking up a, a terrible shot. Um, yeah, I think there was over two and a half million people that watched that game. Our, our most watched game, uh, Paige Beckers, she's different. She is. Did you see the poise? that she had going to the free throw line. That's what amazed me at the end of the yeah. game. It, it w- there was no hesitation in her shot. There was no sense of nervousness or anything. And I don't even know if the ball ever hit the rim. <laughs> it was it didn't. just, it didn't, it did right? It. And all of her foul shots. And give, yeah. again, Connecticut credit. They started the game one of eight from the free throw line. And they're Pull in the end of the game. They were money from the free throw line, and that was the difference. And it was it was not only Paige, but it was AZ Fudd. And AZ Fudd's just a freshman, and, you know, she bottomed the net. That shit didn't hit the rim. Both of them. It was a remarkable game. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to let Paige slide because Brown Turner got the three because Paige went under the screen. Girl, you got to get on top of that screen. Let him shoot the two. Oh, I'm watching it. We're so – I'm like, I love Paige. She is the best. Look. Girl, you gave up that three. I know Gina was going to be. Now, Paige, we're down there, down by three. Where would we want the shot to go? That's what made it. That's what made it a good game, though. All of, of course. And it go harkens back to the question in the debate. Do you foul? No, in I'm, that not situation? A, I'm not a proponent of it. You're Too not a proponent? Go wrong. No, no. I, some people, I, some people I say are. Foul. Yeah, I think you foul. Now, I don't see you don't foul with, you know, a lot of time left. But if there's under five seconds, I think you foul. Yeah, you can. I just too much can go wrong. And, you know, I guess if coaches practice it regularly, like every day, every day, I think that there's just so much. Then you end up fouling a three point shooter. Then you what if she makes the three point shot and fouled? I saw there was one. I forget when the play happened, but there was a the, when someone fouled for UConn, fouled the three point shooter. It was not a foul. That was a terrible call. Oh, yeah. But anyway, oh, don't even get me started on some of the inconsistencies with refs, both on the men's side and the women's side. And That's the men's and women's story. were paid the exact same. And I'm not saying they've been the best, but that was, you know, and Gino after the game, Gino is television gold. Everyone knows that. But I think they got a slice of humble pie this year. And I think that was good for them. I, I've ne- I haven't ever been in a position really to feel sorry for Connecticut because why would we? But I did. When that girl, uh, she's a foreign kid. I, I can't remember how to say her name. But when she went down and snapped her wrist. Oh, yes. Oh, I was watching that, too. It, and I was with my daughter. And everyone and starts I was, crying. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I had to turn away. And I'm a guy who was in medical device sales for a period of time. And I would go into surgery, spine surgery. And I would see people 
their backs cut open. <laughs> and oh, I even had to turn away watching her wrist. And they showed it that one time and they were like, oh, okay, we don't show that again. <laughs> it was the slow-mo and Ryan Rucco's like, oh God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But when you watch players cry when their teammate gets hurt, oh, and UConn has been obviously devastated by injuries this year with Paige and various players going. To, that's why they were a two seed, but they were really, with Paige coming back, we're a one seed. Um, but I was, I was like, I want, I want, we knew we were going to get a good game. NC State women's team reminds me a lot of Villanova on the men's side. They're never sexy, but they just get there, right? They just, Wes Moore is a hell of a coach. Um, and that play call that got them that three-pointer to tie the game to force overtime was awesome. Granted, Paige shouldn't have gone over the screen. So I, I was, you wanted to root for both. I mean, NC State looking to get to the final four. I mean, you're, you're in the Carolinas. So, um, but Connecticut back and watching Gino kind of get, you know, get emotion, get emotional after the game. I mean, he, that, this probably was his hardest season of all. Has they, to they be. were losing games, you know, but still 14 consecutive final fours is un, 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 unheard unbelievable. of. Unbelievable. Yes, it is. What 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 else has stood out to you from from the women's final four? I'm curious. So for me, the other thing that I was disappointed, and I, and again, I, I know we've talked about this on the men's side. It's great having some of the upsets, and, and I love the storylines that you can have with the Cinderella stories and all of that. But looking at that Greensboro region where you were, I wanted to see South Carolina and Iowa play each other. And I, I know Creighton, again, unbelievable run. I get all of that. But that game was a blowout. And yeah. I don't know if we get that type of blowout if it's South Carolina and Iowa. I wanted to see Caitlin Clark, a star, against Aaliyah Boston, a star. And obviously, I know they're not going to be matched up against each other, but I'm talking yeah. about the star power. You know, that's yeah. what I wanted to see. And that was what was a little bit disappointing. But at least now we have... The other two number one seeds that from that side of the bracket with Louisville and South Carolina playing each other. And now I, can Jeff Walls be, you know, the the giant killer? Because I think so many people have South Carolina winning the national championship or at least winning this game, I, I would suspect. Again, I have South Carolina. I think I, I've been calling it all year long that they're going to run the table and win the national championship. But don't count Louisville out because the greatest sound clip we have heard in the NCAA tournament, both on the men's and women's side, Haley Van Lith. Had a great relationship with the late, great, iconic Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gigi. What do you think he would say to you in this moment? He would say, go and win this shit, Haley. That's what he would say. We're not done. That's what he would say right there. Steffi, you can't get any better than that. You know I'm a big fan of HVL, and yeah. that is just absolutely incredible because that is so authentic. That is so who she is, and that's what I love HVL because she brings that to the game of college basketball. Well, first of all, fucking amazing sound clip. Um, wish I was asking that question. <laughs> that was... Uh, for, Haley is playing her best basketball yet. So m most people don't realize that Haley was t number two, Paige number one, those two coming in 
as freshmen, everyone was talking about Paige Buckets, but Haley Van Lith right underneath her, right? She's finally getting the attention because she's playing her best. And I think she really is so important to Louisville because Louisville guards, they will guard your ass. That's that's what I'm most curious about this matchup. South Carolina will guard. Louisville really guard, can really guard. They will punch you in the face. Okay? And Jeff Walls is a wizard of, of a coach. But Haley Van Lith scoring the way it's the 20-plus scoring games that she's been able to put forth throughout the tournament, they just, that just makes them elite. And, you know, that sound bite is the I'm, – I'm assuming all of the hard work put in, finally getting to the Final Four and just being like, fuck, yeah, we did it, you know, and, and her offense has come through. So I think it's – this is not a lock for South Carolina. I watched Louisville absolutely dismantle Notre Dame in person. I've seen all these teams in person except for UConn. Okay, Louisville <laughs> – this is going to be a very interesting game because they can match up with South Carolina at every position. Just don't know if their bench is as good as South Carolina's. That's where, you know, South Carolina's been able to really, it's been able to separate this year because their bench, I mean, they're bringing, they're bringing Olympians, national team players off the bench. But the way that Louisville's playing, Rich, the way Haley Van Lith, I don't know if you've, you know about Emily Inksler, but she is a wizard. She is a magician. She is a thief. She's everything. She can do. She's a WNBA lottery pick, in my opinion. She should be. She should be top five. She should be ahead of Nas Hillman. You know, I think she's got to be like four. Just the way that she plays. She can do whatever you want. You need blocks. You need steals. You need defense. You need rebounding. You need three pointer. You need to get me. I can get to the rim. She can probably dunk too. And uh, she just. She's got that nastiness to her. I like. I love her game. I hope she plays good because she uh, she should be a lottery pick, in my opinion. Yeah, and isn't this what we want to see? We want to see these two best of the best go at it with each other. And I think for South Carolina, obviously, Aaliyah Boston, she's going to get hers. I mean, that's just the reality of it. But I think it's going to come down to can South Carolina, can their guard play, can a Destiny Henderson, can she be somebody that – steps up her game because to your point we know what's going to happen with uh, Haley Van Lith. I mean she's going to come out there and she's going to compete and they're going to guard you and guard you and especially out on the perimeter and I think South Carolina's guards they've got to be able to make some plays and can't just rely all on Aaliyah Boston. Yeah oh, they athleticism wise Louisville matches up really well against them. You know, you think about Haley Van Lith going against Zaya Cook. Those are two, you know, flashy stars, two of the most uh, marketable players in the game, more so even on the men's side. I think Paige is one, Haley's two, Zaya's six in terms of who's making the most money um, in name and likeness right now. That's left in the men's tournament or men's and women's. That's impressive. Wow. That is That's impressive. impressive. We've got we've got those uh, those players in the final four. So. Jeff Walls, what he's able to do is defensively, he's going to take away your best and he's going to make you your third, fourth options. And that's where you start to wonder, you know, where where will it be for South Carolina? Because it has wavered. Now, during the uh, South Carolina Creighton game, I believe, or maybe it was South Carolina. Look, Rich, they're running together for me. I think it was South Carolina, North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, you've been working a lot, lady. <laughs> I asked, I, so I had to do quarter interviews and asked Don Staley. I mean, because they were getting inside looks with Aaliyah, and Leah had like 28 and 20. I mean, f- unbelievable game for her. 
And but the guards were hitting shots and I asked her about the looks they were getting and she went off. Like everyone thought I asked this like unbelievable. I just said, you know, what do you make of the, the looks that you're getting off instantly? And she said, well, the experts got it wrong. Uh, we're going to always play defense, but we can shoot. I mean, she just she de- she delivers a good sound, a sound bite. Um, even after they advanced to the final four, uh, she said these kids worked their asses off. They came here to play for a national championship. So Don Staley never f- uh, fails me on getting something from her post game. Uh, so yeah, it's it, look they just win, and I think that in March, now heading into April, you got to fucking win, and it doesn't matter how it looks. Period. Like look at you know on the men's side, some of that wasn't glamorous. Some of those games weren't high scoring. Some of those teams struggled to score. I mean, talked about the Nova, you know, like uh, the low scoring games. And like that was Don Staley's point is like everyone wants to trash our offense. But like, can we look around the nation? Like not every game is pretty. It's all about winning, period. Exactly. And now and then when you look on that other side, Steffi, you got offense. (laughs) Yes, you do. And that's what this is going to be an intriguing matchup. You talk about Stanford and the success that Terrace had there. I mean, here we go. I mean, yeah. Stanford versus UConn, that's a national championship game in itself. And it's just to get to the national championship game. And so as much as I wanted NC State to win just to preserve my bracket, and I would have had all final four teams correct, but uh, UConn uh, pulled off the quote-unquote upset. Again, I don't know how much of a big upset that was, obviously just seeding-wise. Yeah. But I don't know if you could ask for a much better matchup, though, on that side of the bracket with UConn and Stanford. I mean, that's a hell of a matchup. Yeah. Stanford plays really pretty basketball. And everyone on the national stage will see it. They've seen it so far through the tournament. Um, they've, the thing is with Stanford <laughs> is, like, they're all, like, I sound so stupid right now. They're all very smart. <laughs> they're all really pretty. <laughs> They've got celebrities in the stands. Russell Wilson's sister's on the team. Anna Wilson, she's a six-year player. Cameron Brink uh, could be a supermodel, and her godparents are Dell and Sonia Curry. So the Curry, tw- the Curry family's always in the house. So it's like Sierra's there, Russell's there, the Currys are there, <laughs> and it's like fuck. And they're really good, and it's like people hate them. For that reason. Of course they it. do. I get they hate it. the it's greatness like at times. Yes. But they, I don't know, all four of these teams could win the national championship. All four of them. And I think that that's probably what makes this event uh, really cool for us is maybe in years past there was like one or two. Here we have four. I, you know, on the men's side, you could, I mean, could we say all four are capable or do you have a leaning towards maybe one or two? Yeah, I'm leaning towards Duke and Kansas. Now, not to say that, yeah, that Nova and North Carolina can't win. Yes, they can win. If things go their way, Nova's going to have a much tougher time because they lost one of their best players in Justin Moore. And I think North Carolina has been more inconsistent uh, than the other teams. But yeah, to your point, I think on the women's side, those four, it is splitting hairs. I mean, it's so hard to pick between those four. That's what's so crazy about it. And you're going to be there, though. You're going to be I there am. at the Final Four. Let's go. I, I, I'm excited. I, I I get to represent SEC Network and cover the matchup, uh, their journey along the way. I think we'll have two games. It's kind of like Duke-UNC, fast, up-tempo, 
you know, both teams scoring really well right now. We got superstars out there. Nova, Kansas, more of a grinded out, uh, more strategic uh, push when you can, score in your half court. You're really going to have to be um, execute executing in your half court. South Carolina, Louisville, grinded out. You know, they're going to – it's defense. Uh, who can score for South Carolina outside of Boston? You know, for Louisville, can Haley Van Lith score against the defense of South Carolina? So that's going to be – uh, just clashing heads and Stanford, Stanford, Connecticut is, you know, pretty basketball, you know, both listen, Stanford defense, people sleep on their defense. Cameron Brink, she's six, four, but her wingspan six, eight. You've seen her, you've seen her yes. block shots. She oh, will yes. stand on the ground and just swat your shit to the floor. That's and right. Smile at you. <laughs> uh, hey, and don't forget Stanford won the national championship last year. That's right. 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 So, I mean, yeah. th- they've got some extra motivation. Yeah, it, it's going to be fun. I'm excited to be there. I think we've got, you know, eight great teams in the Final Fours, men's and women's. I think the eight best teams, granted, I know that UNC was an interesting one to get here, but nonetheless, uh, Blue Bloods across the board, you know, South Carolina, Stanford, UConn, Louisville, Louisville, I don't know. You can, I, I would argue that they're considered a Blue Blood, maybe making their way into they're it? making their way into it. Yes, I, I would agree. They're making their yeah. way into it. If they win a national championship, that's going to really, <laughs> you know, yeah. be that domino that starts them to be classified as a blue blood. Who's your Who's your one player to watch on the men's side, and maybe one to watch on the women's side? Yeah, for on the men's side, I'm going to say it's Duke Paulo Bencaro. Uh, I want to see how he continues to play. And I think he can be the difference maker. Although you could say maybe Jeremy Roach for Duke, if he has an unbelievable game and with him playing really well, he gets things going for Duke. But I, again, I've been following Van Caro all season long and just his versatility, how he can step out. He's a true three level scorer beyond the arc mid range. And obviously he can take it down low from that standpoint. And then, for the women's side, I'm sorry, I got to go with ATL. Exactly. <laughs> I got to go with Haley. I mean, yeah. she's my girl. I'm telling you, I just love her competitiveness. I love her spirit, what she brings to the game, just that enthusiasm and just the authenticity. I mean, what you see from her is what you're going to get uh, each and every night. And so I, I want to see both of those players perform really well. Your side. My side, um, I'm going uh... – Ochai Abachi for Kansas. He's got to show up. He does. Agreed. Difference difference maker for Kansas. If he's dropping 2010, you know, I think Kansas, you know, they look a lot different. And they've been fine. They've been fine. They've won. They've won. But I'm watching to see how he performs um, in the final I like that. Um, for, Stan- for the women's side, it's for me, it's going to be Stanford's Haley Jones. So we, we talk about you know, Lexi Hall has been great for Stanford. Cameron Brink's been great. Haley has been okay. She's the one really that got them that national championship last year, that play that she had um, in the final. Uh, I think it was like a go-ahead basket. She has played okay, Rich. I think that if she can really step up to the plate, she's, she's a pretty versatile player f- for Stanford. That makes them extra special. And a, a national championship could be you know, in their favor. In their favor. Yeah. I need to know, how does she play with that hair? 
That's what I don't understand. <laughs> Good It's gosh. a lot. I saw it in person. I'm like, and she, you know, it's not easy to just like flow back, but <laughs> shit, she does it. <laughs> she does. You know, uh, I have to say, I have to say that in the women's side, the four, four of the biggest players, stars, South Carolina, Leah Boston, braids, Haley Van Lith, braids, Stanford Cameron Brink, braids. Paige, ben, ben, Paige Becker's the braid. She does have there. a little bit. It's something That's with right. braids. Yes. Something with braids this year. Uh, they're, Would they're you play with braids? In. I did play with braids. I had Cameron Brink style braids. Dual we braids. Gotta, we got to see and some Van of those Lith. pictures. Haley Van Lith too. It just keeps it out of your face. Yeah, of course. But, but yeah, I don't know with with Haley. She's she's got a good. She's got a lot of hair back there. She does. Um, but it doesn't slow her down. So no, it does not. She, she's a hell of a player. I don't know how yeah. she does it with all that hair. That's some extra weight she's having to carry up and down the court. <laughs> it is absolutely crazy. Right, so either way you slice it, this is going to be an absolutely fantastic uh, Final Four. Obviously, the women starting on Friday, and then we'll crown their champion on Sunday. The men start their Final Four on Saturday, and we'll crown their champion on Monday. And that's it for us as we get ready to see who will cut down the nets as national champions here in 2022. And if you haven't already, please follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and let us know your thoughts by rating and reviewing. And as always, thanks for investing your time to listen. This is Automatic. Automatic.